morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you may be listening to this. This is DJ Saz, one of the hosts of the Bro Emergency Podcast. If you're tuning in, welcome. This is episode one, where it all began. The pilot episode, whatever you want to call it. We're excited to have you along for the ride. I'm here with four, our three other esteemed hosts. Uh, they're going to be joining you to bring you some good uh, bro education and good content each and every podcast. Today, we've got a great show, I think, lined up for you. We're going to go a little bit over what this uh, podcast is going to be all about. We're going to go over who the cast of characters bringing you that uh, wonderful content each week is going to be. And then we've got uh, some special bro education about uh, something that's uh, probably near and dear to everybody right now, which is uh, the novel coronavirus. So we had an episode we're going to talk about that. But first, I think it's important to do a little bit about what this podcast is going to be. Because chances are this is probably the first time you've tuned into it because this is the first episode. So what is the podcast about? This is uh, for emergency medicine bros talking about life's emergencies, big and small. And that can mean a lot of different things. can mean medicine, can mean culture, pop culture things, sports. We're going to hit on everything and anything as we go out throughout this process. So we're happy you tuned in with us today. We're excited uh, to get this thing off the ground been a little bit of a process uh, learning the equipment learning uh how basically how to do this uh from scratch uh, we had no idea what we were doing a month ago so no we're, idea we're, we're learning as we go along but uh we want to start today i think by just introducing everybody that's going to be coming at you and i think i'll start so for this purposes of this show we're going to call me dj Saz and uh I like golf, the Green Bay Packers, traveling. I like my wife, of course, and my two dogs. And I like trying new things, including podcasting, apparently. Mm. So I'm excited for that. I'm looking forward, really, to just hanging out uh, with these uh, these other bros and bringing you guys some good content each and every podcast. Take it away, Knight. Well, my name is Matt, and uh, I have zero experience with podcasting, but I'm excited nonetheless. I love the Minnesota Twins, my family, high fives, karaoke, and tacos. I enjoy golfing, grilling, video games, and uh, I'm trying to get back into ketosis right now. Want to go for it, uh, TP? Sure. Hey, y'all. Uh, so this is Ty, or TP, or if you were born and raised in the 701 zip code with me, you may know me as Horse. Uh, love listening to podcasts. Never made one. Uh, probably going to bumble and fumble through this, but uh, it'll be fun. Comedy slash improv is definitely not a natural talent of mine, but I can self-deprecate with the best of them. Like Saz, I love my wife. Also love the kids. Love sports, including the Vikings. Him and I will have some banter back and forth on this. And my favorite beer being uh, Coors. Even have a dog named after that. Enjoying for me lately is beers around a campfire with good people. It doesn't get much better than that. Uh, with that, I have no clue why these three want me on this podcast, but here it goes. T- you? TP, you are as precious a resource as TP is to the rest of the world <laughs> right now. <laughs> it's a hot commodity. Yes. And so is he. Yep. How about you, Luke? Yeah, so uh, I'm Luke, or LVO. Um, I'm, uh, I guess, the oldest and uh, baldest bro here. I uh, also have an amazing wife, and uh, I have five children. I love red meat and hunting pheasants. Uh, I hate movies, and... Uh, when it comes down to it, my true passion is the University of Nebraska Cornhuskers. And I am proud to be here. I'm proud to be an emergency physician, and I'm just proud to be an American. Very nice. What's up with the hate with movies real quick? Just yeah, I if feel we like can. we just know you, hold on. and now I'm just that. kind of that, that did jump Sorry. out at me when you when you said that. Yeah, yeah so uh, the thing is, 
like naturally I'm kind of an impatient person and I can think of lots of other things I'd rather be doing than when I'm sitting there watching a movie and my wife gets mad at me because she loves movies and I'm constantly falling asleep and I just I sit there and think about what other stuff I could be getting done and and I'm also the kind of person too that just being honest I struggle with figuring out the subplot and then I end up just frustrated and it, it just doesn't go well so Wow. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I go to, uh, when the theaters are open and not uh, coronavirus, I go to a movie like once a week. I, I love movies. By I yourself? Some A lot of times by not myself. Better than, it can't get much better than a bag yeah. of popcorn, Ugh. Diet Coke, and a movie by yourself on a. I I don't know what's better, movies or movie theater popcorn. <laughs> LBO, yeah. I'm kind of stunned by this, but <laughs> I feel like we should probably, just should probably get to the show. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Oh, we're, le- we're, learning. we're learning things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. So I think episode one, we, you know, we, this podcast was born out of us, uh, well, actually, when I was on quarantine uh, for uh, some foreign travel I did in the middle of a pandemic, uh, us kind of texting between each other, thinking, you know, how can we put our, uh, put our small little text group we have where we just kind of bounce things off each other, put that to a creative use to basically form a new hobby, because basically all of our hobbies have been taken away from us so this is uh just a way i think for us to you know have something new to do and hang out with some bros then i don't have to watch movies <laughs> exactly <laughs> then he doesn't have to watch any go. movies well lvo won't have to watch any movies and you won't have to wonder anymore about who the hosts of road emergency are i know it was short and sweet but i sure hope that you enjoyed getting to know us a little bit better. There will be more to come over the coming podcast as you tune in every week and we uh, continue to uh, chat a little bit and learn about each other, hopefully. Next up, though, on Bro Emergency Episode 1, we have a little section we like to call Bro Medication, a section where one of the bros takes a medical topic, medical focus of the week, and condenses uh, what would be a long PowerPoint-filled Uh, lecture in medical school and condenses it into uh, something short and sweet and this week we're excited because the one and only matt is going to be bringing us some brome education but we're going to take a quick break first we'll see you on the other side of the break welcome back and back now with uh, matt giving us this week's uh, rendition of Brome Education. Uh, he's going to talk to us a little bit about the COVID signs, symptoms, treatment, etc. This is how we felt in medical school, so bear with us here for five to seven minutes, and uh, Matt will uh, bore you out of your mind here. But Wow, thanks for that introduction there, Horace. That was great. <laughs> so I'm, ex- I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I feel really good about this right now. So COVID-19, bad virus. What do we know? Well, primarily the big concern is how do you catch it? We know that it is in droplets, so that means that it's going to be in a little molecule that if you would happen to put that on your hands and then touch your face, mouth, eyes, you could then catch the virus. So the bottom line is that if you're touching something and you know that it is not clean or you have any concern that it's not clean, you need to then sanitize your hand before you move on. Um, Basically, the big rule of thumb here is wash your hands, you know, keep other surfaces as clean as possible. When you're out and about, I think that is completely reasonable to wear a mask. Uh, that's more to protect others because uh, if you would cough or sneeze, there is a chance that you could aerosolize a uh, bit of the virus and then it would make it easier for other people to catch it. 
but the big thing with the wearing, wearing the mask is that it's going to keep you from touching your mouth. Uh, and that's, I think, the, the big takeaway here. As far as you know, people that are at high risk, if you have bad diseases, uh, you're going to be uh, at a higher risk to catch the virus and become more critically ill. So hypertension, cardiovascular disease, diabetes, lung disease, cancer, renal disease, if you're obese, you need to be even more careful. Um, a concern with the coronavirus is that there's a lot of asymptic, uh, asymptomatic carriers out there, and the incubation period is longer than we'd probably like in that it can be up to 14 days uh, of somebody having the virus before they actually start getting symptoms uh, that they can see, or they might not have it at all. Uh, some of the most common things that we're seeing for symptoms are cough, your fevers, your chills, shortness of breath, some GI stuff like nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, but there's all sorts of things like headaches, dizziness, loss of smell, loss of taste, uh, sore throat. Uh, the bottom line is that it can present itself in a lot of ways. What I want you guys to know as bros or she bros is that if you come into the emergency department, there's not a whole lot for us to do, okay? We're going to put you in a tier to decide if you need to have the test done. Uh, basically, if you're at high risk for getting really sick, like if you have those pre-existing conditions that we talked about, you're going to probably get the, get the test done. Um, if you have a lot of symptoms or if you look really critically ill and you're going to admit it, you're going to have the test done. If you look great, you don't have a lot of medical problems, your vital signs are normal, there's very low chance that you're going to get the test done. Now, that is not to say that we don't want to test everybody because we would love to, but there's just not enough testing. Okay, So we're trying to do our due diligence to make sure that there's enough testing to go around to the people that it really matters to. Okay, So let's say that you are coronavirus positive. What are we going to do for you? Here's where it gets really crappy. Uh, there's not much for us to do for you. Uh, if you look great, we're going to tell you to go home and isolate yourself. Okay? Um, there are no FDA-approved drugs for the treatment of the novel coronavirus. What does that mean? That means that there's nothing that you can take by pill or IV that is going to fix this for you. You've probably been listening to the news and you've been hearing about all these different medications and that they're you know, the magic bullet that's going to cure this. The bottom line is that that's not really accurate. So all these studies that are saying that hydroxychloroquine or azithromycin or remdesivir are going to fix this for you are not the good studies that we like to practice evidence-based medicine. So basically, you just need to educate yourself in that all of those studies are really not great. They're not going to fix anything. And we are going to continue to practice evidence-based medicine and try to keep you as safe as we can. If you get yourself really sick, you know, there are some things that we can do to try to help mitigate the injury that you have. Uh, basically, we're going to provide you with oxygen. We're going to try to do some simple maneuvers like moving you around in the bed to try to shunt airflow and blood flow uh, to your lungs to try to prevent you from having worsening injury. Um, you know, we're going to last resort do things like put a tube down your throat to help you breathe and maybe put you on dialysis, which is a scary process of us basically using an artificial kidney so that your body can rest even more. Uh, I don't know, guys. I think that's about what I got. One of the best things I thought that you uh, mentioned is the uh, bed situation. You can actually, now they got these maternity beds where uh, guys that may have a little bit more uh, protuberant abdomens, uh, they're laying them on their bellies and they're using maternity mattresses to do that. Uh, kind of a 
cool MacGyver-ish thing that was found out on the East Coast. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. And I mean, I think that the other piece of all this is what I just told you is stuff that has changed in the last two weeks. I mean, we are learning things as we go. We're pretty lucky in that there's been a lot of people on the coasts that have experienced a lot more than we have thus far, and we're kind of getting this all figured out as we go. Yeah, and it feels like uh, sometimes I'm sure that the doctors are just kind of learning this by the seat of their pants, and in some, some respects that is true, but I do, you know, tell people that, you know, we got this in the sense that we have had experience taking care of lots of similar diseases. While we've not taken care of COVID-19 before, you know, we have taken care of other critically ill respiratory patients before. We've taken care of similar viruses. Uh, so we, while this is all new and we're learning about new treatments, new modalities, we are, we're learning a lot uh, that we, we knew already. So know that uh, I think from the healthcare standpoint, you come in, you know, we got this. And it wasn't that boring. I mean, it was okay, but it wasn't that boring, right? Horace, I didn't know you when you were in med school, but I, I'm guessing you paid better attention to what Knipe just said than you ever did in med 100%. school. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that makes you feel really great. I think they were juicy nuggets. I thought it was yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Well, hey, thanks for, uh, you know, sticking with me there. I don't know. How how much, how, t- how long was that? Was that, that was pretty good? Uh, almost, almost right at seven minutes. You're a man of your word. Awesome. Awesome. Right. Hey, You're welcome, everybody. But exciting on the other side of this, we're going to talk a little bit of how this makes us feel as bros and uh, more, not necessarily just as uh, emergency medicine physicians, but as you know, people uh, that are being impacted by this. Stay safe, everybody. All right. See you on the other side. Hey, bro emergency listeners, this is DJ Saz, and I know that you have been wondering, hey, how can I give some input into a world-renowned podcast well if you've been wondering that i got some unfortunate news you got to keep wondering but if you have been wondering more so how do i give some input into a just starting regional podcast well we've got just the thing for you we here at bro emergency want to know what your feedback is not only on the quality what you like what you don't like but also want to know what you want to hear us talk about whether that's a medical subject whether that's a pop culture subject, a bro topic, a she-bro topic, we want to know what you, the listener, want to hear us, the Emergency Medicine Bros, talk about next. Hit us up on our Twitter page, at Bro Emergency Cast. Hit us up at Facebook, at The Bro Emergency Podcast. Both mediums will work to get in contact with us. And finally, you can also reach us on our website, www.broemergency.podbean.com. We look forward to hearing from you, and uh, stay safe out there. All right, guys, back here with Bro Emergency Episode 1, the COVID episode. Thanks for that Bro education on the, the last side of the uh, break there, uh, Knight. For sure appreciate uh, all those knowledge pearls. You're welcome. Yeah, but uh, I think what's really interesting about this whole thing is more examining you know how does it make us feel as people because this is like I was alluding to before one of those things in life that uh, impacts everybody and I don't think I've ever experienced this in my life I think I was thinking the other day the only thing that I've experienced in my lifetime that is anywhere close to this is probably 9-11 and that was such a small focal thing that had nothing to do with me but impacted uh, life as I knew it you know with travel and security and whatnot 
this this is new. This is a new ball game for everybody. So I thought, you know, or we thought it'd be interesting, you know, maybe if we got our take not only as emergency medicine physicians, but just as, you know, people who happen to be on the front lines, how this is making us feel. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that it's different for everybody, right? And I think you touched on that. I mean, we're going to feel a lot different just because we are emergency doctors and we have families that we have to be kind of concerned about going home to. I think that that's my biggest concern at this point, right? So I've got a pregnant wife and I've got two little kiddos and uh, it's just kind of trying to figure out the day-to-day of, you know, do I need to quarantine myself? Like, can I give my kids a hug? I mean, I'm definitely doing things differently than I have before. I wear a mask at my house when I'm cooking food. Um, I'm definitely much more concerned after I work a stretch of days about, you know, do I need to just kind of go off by myself for a while and make sure that I'm not getting sick as I'm in my incubation period. Um, you won't take a beer from me when I hand it to you when you walk by my house. Well, that's just because it's Coors Light, and I would <laughs> much prefer that. <laughs> Touche. But, but anyway, yes. No, no, but I mean, I, and I think that that's, uh, it's, been, it's been weird, you know, and I mean, I guess my family has decided that we're going to kind of, you know, hug the median, and uh, I'm going to kind of quarantine myself a little bit, but ultimately I'm a, I'm a social creature, and if I isolate myself too much, I think I'm going to get, I think I'm going to go crazy and probably be more at risk to get sick. Agreed. No, and I think uh, men probably on the other, maybe a little bit um, in the same boat three or four weeks ago. I think we all had this conversation multiple times about restless nights, and we were all pretty freaked out after hearing about docs in Italy that were dying and how we were all going to be exposed and those kind of things. And I think that uh, we all kind of got in that vicious circle, which I think for us as ER docs, it's probably the first time in our career it's ever happened where you're like, man, I am genuinely afraid to go to work. Yeah, you're afraid at times because of the, the drunk guy that comes in that wants to beat you up or you're worried about, uh, you know, the ambulance drops off if somebody's, you know, active shooter kind of thing, but never like this hidden fear. And I think we all talked about that a little bit of, man, that anxiety and stress uh, definitely tugged at us a little bit. Well, I mean, not that we're like total badasses, right? Because I don't think that that's necessarily it. Far from it. But I I mean, I think that it's always been our nature to kind of run head on into these situations without really thinking about it. And I think that we've had too much time to think about it, right? And that's been my anxiety. I'm just waiting for something bad to happen that I hope doesn't versus, you know, typically when something kind of freaky happens, it's just we're reacting at the, in that moment. So what are you doing with uh, no kids? That's kind of, because I... Got that question a can, little bit. Right. Can Pomeranians <laughs> catch the vid? Uh, apparently, there was a the, literally the first dog that supposedly caught it in China was a Pomeranian. But luckily, all Pomeranians have hearts of lions, and they just fought off that COVID like you wouldn't believe. If you brought home COVID to your Pomeranians, would you ever sleep in the same room as a... Uh, no, I would uh, promptly uh, take an illegal flight to a, a country whose border just closed, and I would never tell you guys, <laughs> and I would just call into this podcast every week. <laughs> but, uh, you, you know, it's interesting you ask me how I feel just with the kids, because that's one thing I've thought a lot about. You know, it's not that, you know, that I think that I'm better than anybody. You're not, you know, that I'm, like you alluded to, more of a badass. Like, but I haven't been, like, I haven't had that fear of getting sick, and I don't know why that is. I, you know, it's the idea, because there's true. I mean, you read these anecdotes of doctors that are even young or people that are young that get this and die, and I, I don't know why that is, 
but the, throughout this whole thing, I haven't had a lot of fear about uh, getting sick. You know, a lot of my fear just happens to be more, and I, I don't know if that's my personal, you know, the people in my sphere of influence at home, I'm more concerned about the impact this has on, you know, society's well-being as at large and i'm not just talking the dollars and cents of the economy because that's on the news and we all care about that right long term small business owners you know i have family that are involved in small business i care about that but also i think about just the general impact that this is going to have on you know for example high school seniors that you know are never going to have a senior sports season or they're not going to have a graduation or a prom and things like that and i think i mean not to take it too light but it, it sort of comes down to really for you how likely is this going to affect Packer football? That you that know, like, that uh, that is actually my biggest concern. Does it matter though after the draft? I, I, mean, let's I be think honest. I think does they, it matter? They, let's be honest. Uh, going to the NFL draft real quick. I think the Packers drafted like they plan on the season being canceled. They have. I mean, to, that's, that's, no that's literally yeah. That's literally the only explanation for what happened. Actually, you know, I have uh, decided that I'm going to try to just blank out what happened last week and prepare for the draft this Thursday. It's a new one. Yeah, a it's a new a new a redo. Yeah. A Rick and Twelve delete. I think Saz was legitimately more upset about the draft than he is about the whole prospect of COVID and what it's done to the world. It shook me to my core, my very core. <laughs> As it should, though. I mean, that was it was really bad. It was really bad. Coming from a so, Cowboys fan so, who, by the way, amazing draft. Yeah, yeah. Things could not be they any better did. for me right now. They did. Oh, that was, that was painful. The Vikings had a good draft, too. That was also very painful for me, which compounded the Packers. There were 31 other teams that had okay drafts, and there was one team that had a <laughs> bad, bad draft. <laughs> and it was your team, bud. Yeah, I know. I'm like, uh, thank goodness for that Chicago Bulls documentary, or I'd be in like a deep depression right now. Well, let's, I mean, let's, can we just real quick, just in case somebody doesn't know, I mean, so the Packers' first pick – Backup quarterback, second pick, third string running back, right? Yeah, you know, let, let me let me frame it this way too. Our two best players last year were our running back Aaron Jones and our quarterback Aaron Rodgers, and we drafted a running back and a quarterback, quarterback and a running back. With yeah. your first two picks, yes, yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't well, wanna, I don't want to beat uh, on you anymore, so man. we'll just move on oh, from there. Yeah, but I mean that kind of brings us to the fact that it was so great to have some sports back, right? I mean, I needed it. Totally. I, I missed the Masters so much. Uh, the fact that I haven't been able to watch the Twins play baseball has been sickening. And then in the last two weeks, we've gotten the, the Bulls documentary, which is amazing. And then we had the NFL draft, and my team killed it, and Zazima's uh, team did not, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, That's right. The, you guys can win in March. We'll be, we'll be winning in January, hoisting that trophy. It's all good. And the best picture I got on Saturday was uh, of Saz's Zoom screen with uh, three other dudes that I've never seen before, but they all looked like they must be his brothers, and I didn't know he had any brothers. Oh, I uh, do have a brother yeah. who was not pictured in that picture. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, Saz must be having a Zoom NFL draft party with his three brothers. Yeah. And we did the same thing, the guys that, uh, the friends that call me horse, you know, there's nine of us on the same Zoom call. It just felt good to talk football, to, you know, get back to some normalcy. Yeah, normalcy is like such a key thing right now. Any, We're just grasping, grasping for anything, you know, like curbside to go for a restaurant, which I'm going to probably uh, pick up uh, tonight uh, for me and the lady. You know, anything to get us a sense of what life was like before all this happened. Absolutely. So besides losing out on sports, I mean, we're definitely social isolation has become a problem, right? I mean, we're not able to hang out as much with our friends. Uh, you know, TP made the joke about me not grabbing a beer, but that has basically been as much socially a uh, socialization I've had is walking over to his house and having a beer, you know, 
uh, in, in the driveway, oh. six feet apart. I mean, <laughs> in the driveway, six feet apart. <laughs> we no don't want those two ER guys that infected the neighborhood. <laughs> right. That would not. That would not. But honestly, well. like people probably should be more afraid of us, right? I mean, oh, yeah. because oh, who yeah. who has had more exposure to Corona than than a bunch of uh, emergency department workers? You know. Yeah, for sure. Probably only somebody that works at a meatpacking plant, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> too soon? Too soon. Nah, no, 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 not too soon. So. Yeah, uh, yeah that, that, that gets a round of applause <laughs> for a mad night there. Uh, that, what made me, that made me feel really good. Faz, uh, talking about sports and, uh, and getting back to one of your uh, intro things and one of your favorite things is uh, travel. When do you think uh, we'll see a time when we get to leave this zip code? I'm hoping uh, sooner rather than later. Um, I think that, um, you know, my hope is that, you know, as this country starts to open up over the next month or two, we're hopeful, right? Like uh, that uh, we'll be able to start uh, traveling, getting out of our home a little sphere, Uh, whether that means international travel. I know I had a couple international vacations scheduled this summer that I've already canceled. Um, But uh, hopefully that even domestic travel or for us, even, you know, being able to drive somewhere. uh, Yeah. yeah, uh, You know, we're thinking about summer camping season, uh, you know, going to the lake cabin, things like that. I'm hopeful some of that, even, you know, my hope honestly would be by, you know, like, for sure, hopefully by the 4th of July, but who knows? Like, right. there's so many questions still up in the air about all this that we just don't know. Well, hopefully by training camp time, you'll be able to get in the car and drive and see that new quarterback. Yes. <laughs> oh, <geez>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to be in the fetal position by the end of this uh, recording session, just sobbing. That's all right. So that would be just a little bit better off than you were on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Which, honestly, to be if we're going to go back, is how I was the last time the Packers played, too. So maybe it's just uh, a Green Bay Packers yeah, thing. Yeah, maybe you should just, you know, not be such a big Packers oh, fan. Oh, man. I love them so much. You know, probably the the most disappointing thing was we, the four of us, had big plans. We were going to go uh, get together that night, and we were going to uh, have some beers and some snacks and uh, find a local sports book and watch the draft. And I think, honestly, fortunately for you, that didn't happen. That, that was very fortunate. It didn't happen. I can't imagine the ribbing. Like if I'm getting this ribbing like a week later at a podcast recording, I can't imagine what would have been happening to me, especially from a uh, horse uh, in person <laughs> at that pick. I think I, I think I'd be scarred. <laughs> like it would take me to a dark place. I don't know if I'm uh, prepared to even think about what that'd be like. I mean, I was, I was actually, I picked up a shift, so I was at work. And uh, when I saw that pick roll through, I was shaking with anticipation of uh, the things that I could do and say to you. <laughs> because to, to frame it, we all, we all uh, as soon as the Packers traded up, our little text thread, you know, we all started to hit, ooh, it's Packers time to pick. And I even posted this picture of myself to the guys about how excited I was. And then I just went silent. <laughs> there was just no text back for a while. Because I, I was just in shock, pain, horror. I, 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 I'd have to get out of the thesaurus to uh, name all the words that uh, I felt at that particular moment. But, man, that was, that was something. And let's be clear. I mean, there's a good chance you forgot how you were feeling because of what happened afterwards. I <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> um, but... Uh, yeah, I, I, 
overall, though, I mean, the draft, the draft obviously for the Packers was painful, but I, I mean, I'm just, it, it was fun to have something to look forward to and to, uh, it, it is fun just to have something to talk about with uh, sports fans again. Like, even if it is painful to be uh, just getting kicked around uh, kicked around here by you guys, it's, it's nice to have sports uh, back in the conversation. It's just normal. Absolutely. It's part of normal. And I mean, we're gonna we're gonna try to plan a golf tournament. So I mean, there's there's a, some normalcy coming back. I mean, we're gonna be doing some weird social distancing with a golf tournament, but uh, man, that's gonna be great just to get outside. Oh yeah, I'm feeling good about our chances. Yeah, me too. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, did I have you get invited to, do to with this it. golf tournament, Luke. I, I did not. Yeah, <laughs> this must be their side banter <laughs> podcast. <laughs> You're <do>. right. <laughs> I think maybe they were gonna ask us to caddy for them. Yeah, tune in for the Bro Golf podcast with uh, Knight and I. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, I think uh, yeah, other things, you know, um, I guess one question I had for you guys, you know, that I was thinking about on the way over here, how are your kids responding to this? I know, Nipe, your kids are really little, but uh, how about you, LVO? Uh, as a parent, you know, how do you even talk, begin to talk to your kids about, you know, I mean, they, you've got kids that are old enough to know uh, how this is affecting them. Yeah, so when this very first started, we sat down at the dinner table one night and just kind of had a conversation with them and said, you know, this is what's going on. And, and they understand that it's dad's job and, you know, that's what I do. And I think they probably have some fears because they see things and it's, you know, they can't help but avoid it because it is everywhere. But, you know, I think just trying to keep things relatively normal and it's different for them not going to school and, you know, doing their school online and being done relatively quickly and, Thankfully, you know, the weather's been nice and they've been able to, to play outside. But Yeah, and I mean, my kids are young. My ki- I have the youngest kids here. I mean, TP is in the middle. But uh, I do have a kind of a little funny little tidbit here for yeah, you guys. Yeah, throw so it at us, man. All right, so my kids are four and two, and because of this, they've become a lot more in tune with the fact that dad's a doctor. And uh, they've been watching some, you know, cartoons about doctors, and they've been really interested in it. And... Um, as I'm an emergency doctor, my kids, when they were little, had rectal temps. And uh, we've been trying to work on transitioning to oral temps, and they've really struggled with this transition. Uh, however, it's not been a huge deal, whatever. Uh, I'm, you know, I've been pleasantly surprised at how they are very into what Dad's doing recently. Like, we went to pick up groceries the other day, uh, and there was a pickup. And uh, as all these people were walking into the store without masks on, they were very concerned that, they were going to get sick and that I may need to have to take care of them. So it was kind of beaming with pride. And then later, than I, uh, later that day, I come back home and I walk out of the bedroom and the kids are playing with the doctor set that uh, they received for Christmas. And that was cool. Uh, walked into a different room to grab something and came back out and they were checking each other's rectal temperatures. <laughs> <laughs> and I did not really know how to, uh, how to handle that situation very well. Uh, what I think I said was, oh, my God. And then I yelled at my wife to come <laughs> <up here. laughs> All her fault. <laughs> so, Matt, you, you know, as a parent, you probably owe it to them to tell them if they are going to check both an oral and a rectal temperature, to always check the oral first. They're, they're way ahead of you there. I mean, we have an oral <laughs> thermometer, and they will tell me, Dad, that's for the butt. And I'm like, well, I mean, there was a different one for the butt. Trust me, we would not do that to you. <laughs> but they're not having it. That is not going in their mouth. Oh, that's funny. I think uh, the the last thing I'd like to hit on is, you know, like 
change is hard for everybody, including uh, us as physicians, but obviously for everybody else. And I think, you know, we just got to give a huge shout out to everybody out there. I think this is a unique situation in the fact that doctors and nurses are getting a lot of press for being essential and for being, you know, frontline heroes. But just a reminder to us uh, that we want to just throw out just a deep thanks to everybody who's even not working right now just because you're not termed essential right now um, by the media and by you know society at large does not mean that you're not essential Um, I think we're learning through this and what we've been talking about with sports and travel and everything that there's a lot of workers that are not working right now that mean a lot to us just as our experience I think as human beings so I, I want to make sure that I uh, just stress that uh, I am so thankful for you know, each and every person that uh, really contributes to, uh, you know, not only uh, keeping people alive as in the front lines, but also living, you know, like traveling, the, even I think of like the housekeepers, the grocery workers, the delivery people, the pool guys, you know, everybody, you know, that uh, contributes to us having a, having a, uh, did you say pool boy? The pool boys? What's <laughs> going? What is there a backstory to the pool boy? Um, uh, well, was that a life goal of yours, or I mean, that was. You know, I I got derailed and became a doctor, but uh, I'm a little confused. We'll, we'll talk about that later. Woof. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now that I'm red and uh, have uh, nothing else to say about pool boys. <laughs> <laughs> other than, other than I, I mean, I'm just like I'm kind of at a loss. We're all like sitting here nodding our heads like, at yeah, Zaz, like yeah, really man, yeah, yeah. We feel, we feel. And then pool boys comes out of your mouth. Like where did that come from? Man? Pool boys just on the brain, I guess. I don't know, man. Like, just uh, yeah, wow. Um, thank God for editing software and that I'm the one in charge of it. So, uh, Amen. Oof. yeah, woof. Um, so no, I think I mean you know to be serious for a minute, I I I agree, Saz, and <clears throat> I think it's. Uh, I think it's a little different for us to be called heroes. I would argue that I don't think we're heroes. We're doing our job. This is what we're trained for. I think that we do need to send a major shout out to all of uh, the people that we work with in the emergency department. A lot of times the doctor, you know, being married to a nurse myself, the doctor gets the glory and, you know, gets the respect. But the... Your wife's a nurse? She was. I didn't know she was a nurse either. This is also blowing my mind right now. (laughs) She just got so much cooler. Is this like at night only in a certain outfit? Or is this like like (laughs) legit like it was an RN one time? Licensed. She's she's now uh, retired. Nice. uh, Nice. No, I mean, you know, as as me personally, Saz, I would agree with what you said. I think that's also true. I don't think we see ourselves as heroes. We're doing our job. We're trained for this. You know, we're, we're... there's lots of other types of people that are truly heroes, and I, I personally don't think we are, but I, I just want to send a shout-out to our, our colleagues in the emergency department, the nurses, the techs, the, you know, the, the secretary, the, the leadership. And you can you know. be trained for a job and still be horrible at it. For example, the Packers GM comes to mind as someone who's trained to be uh, good at something and was absolutely horrible. Not to beat that dead horse. Is there, is there actually a training course for a GM? Uh, I think that you just missed like, it. You just be like really yeah, confident and just tell everybody that you should be a GM and they eventually give you that job. We have a very nice recording studio that we'll use after the quarantine. Yeah. Mm. Which is hopefully sooner rather than later. But for now, we're recording in the garage. Yeah, for now. Uh, I mean, I think uh, the bottom line is this is affecting all of us. 
you know, we each have our own uh, anxieties and concerns about it. But, uh, you know, I think going forward, um, we've got uh, lots to look forward to, too. One, one thing, guys, I was thinking about just to kind of wrap up this section the other day, um, just kind of having a day or just felt a little more positive for whatever reason. But one thing I thought of is what is one positive thing that you've experienced during this, uh, this pandemic? Maybe wherever you're listening, you can think of that and reflect on that yourself, too. For me, uh, the thing that I that came to my mind is the pace, uh, and what I mean by that is the pace of life and how fast I was living before all of this uh, this happened. You know, I had trips scheduled. I had you know every hour of every day was you know had a, had an event kind of scheduled in my calendar, and this has really forced me to just kind of slow down a little bit. And I, I certainly miss all of that. I miss hanging out with people. I miss the parties, the dinner parties, and the, the traveling. I miss all of that, but I certainly have uh, really seen a lot of value in just kind of slowing down a little bit and experiencing life, experiencing those moments, uh, just hanging out with my wife and uh, being being around and being more intentional, I guess, with my time. So I, I do think that's one thing that I've really taken away from this. Well, also, you had a two-week in-home lockdown quarantine to help you with that. A little kickstart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that uh, that certainly got things rolling. I'm just glad you've almost cut your hair since, but yeah, no, I uh, in the the Rona Pro is another big positive uh, out of everything. Uh, see, I thought you were going to say that all of the Corona news kind of hit a little bit of the NFL draft. You know, that it was kind of oh man, we better <laughs> go to break. <laughs> all right, we'll see you guys on the other side. Hey, Bro Emergency listeners. Perhaps you're wondering, what am I going to get mom this year for Mother's Day with all the stores closed? Maybe you're ahead of the curve and are planning on what you're going to get dad for Father's Day in just one short month. Maybe you got a special friend, special family that's got a birthday this month. Or perhaps at the end of all this, you want to just gift everybody a nice big coronavirus present. Whatever that may be, we have got just the gift for you. That's right, for 12 easy payments of $0.00, you can bring the Bromerency guys straight to your family. That's right, with just a simple referral to our podcast link, you can bring the likes of Nipe, Horse, LVO, and DJ Saz to your family member, and it will be the gift that just keeps on giving. I guarantee it. So, how do you do this? Direct them to our Facebook page, Bromerency Podcast. Direct them to our Twitter, at Cast, or our website, www.bromerency.podbean.com. We look forward to brightening your family's day. <laughs> DJ Saz back here with the Bromerency episode one, the COVID episode, the pilot episode. Uh, we've had a lot of good contact today, uh, content today, talking a little bit about uh, some Brom education with uh, Matt Knipe uh, laying some knowledge pearls on us. And then we also just kind of talked a little bit about how we uh, feel about this as bros. And uh, I think that w- that was also uh, quite good. And uh, I want to end this, however, with a recurring segment, uh, you know, just something that each and every podcast we're going to talk about. And uh, the first one that I think would be interesting, uh, at least to us, would be what is the best thing that you ate or drank this week? Who wants to start off? I can start. Yeah, it's yeah, a little bit of a weird time. I mean, you know, relevant to the theme, none of us are really eating out. I mean, maybe a little takeout here and there, but we're not going to restaurants, so we're all cooking more at home. So uh, it was the other night, and I was like, "Man, I want to have some kind of uh, something good for dinner." And went to the freezer and found like eight roasts, and I'm like, "Hmm, what are we gonna do with that?" So I did a little uh, little research. 
took a top round roast, like a three and a half pound roast, put a little seasoning on it, put it on the smoker, put it on there for like, uh, I think it ended up being maybe two hours, just low, 180 degrees, something like that. Brought the temperature in the roast up to like 120. Then I had my grill on hot as it would go. So once I got it to 120, I took that roast off the smoker, slapped it on the grill, threw a little pat of butter on it. So kind of a reverse sear, basically, Man. was dynamite. That sounds pretty good. Hmm. Mouth is watering a little bit right now. Yeah, that sounds great. How about you, Matt? Well, <clears throat> I'm trying to do the keto thing again. So I made a keto Korean barbecue taco, which actually it was the same kind of thing. I uh, found a roast in the freezer and was like, I'm going to do something with this. Uh, it was a multiple step process. I seasoned it, let it rest for a day, uh, went ahead and put it in a pressure cooker. And then when that was done, I like chopped it all up with uh, some bear claws. If you guys haven't ever had those to use to tear apart meat, they're amazing. Uh, once they're all shredded meat, I chopped up a bunch of sweet chili peppers, uh, mixed it all together, made a little Korean barbecue keto sauce threw it into an air fryer for a couple minutes to just kind of uh, cook it down a little bit more. And then the taco shells were actually more of like a keto crepe is what I would describe. But you can get some like little keto powder, a little butter, throw that on the uh, stovetop real hot, make a little, little uh, just a little catcher for all that delicious meat. Dynamite. Absolutely dynamite. Nice. Nice. That sounds good. Horse? I'm going to go with uh, not home-cooked, if that's okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Tired of doing dishes, tired of cooking. Uh, a local looks place here. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, their barbecue ribs. Able to order them to go, and they were phenomenal. Had them with uh, a white Negroni drink, which I'd never had before. A little bit of white wine, I guess. Uh, Suze liquor and uh, gin. It was uh, actually very refreshing when it was almost 80 degrees yesterday, so... Ribs and a white Negroni. Nice. I didn't know what a Negroni was either. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, I think for me, uh, Mahi Mahi Tacos. I uh, grilled up some uh, Mahi Mahi we bought from a local grocery store here, seasoned it with some blackening uh, seasoning, just threw it on the grill, and then we made a slaw uh, with uh, red cabbage, red onions, pineapple, and some lime juice and salt and pepper. And we... I just ate my mahi-mahi on top of a bed of slaw, and my wife used just regular tortilla shells because I'm also trying to cut a little bit of carbs. But um, I topped that off with a cool, refreshing pineapple white claw, and it was uh, heavenly. Oh, the seltzers. Yeah, the seltzers. <laughs> so it was quite good, but uh, that uh, that's a nice uh, recap. And I think that, that would be an epic meal. We should do uh, like a traveling dinner sometime where we all – contribute something because that, sound, that sounded yeah. really good but uh that that's our recurring uh segment for the week of the best thing we ate or drank here on the bro emergency straight from the mouths of the bros all right so but we don't want to have us have all of the fun when it comes to questions being asked so we do have a question for you that we want you to think about and hit us up on social media about and that question for this week is how are you coping with your covid concerns how are you um, or how do you think things are going? Do you think things are heading in a positive, negative direction? What things are you anxious about? So those are some questions that we'll uh, leave open for you. If you want to hit us up, uh, we are on Twitter 
and our handle is at bromergency, and that's B-R-O-M-E-R-G-E-N-C-Y cast, C-A-S-T, bro, at bromergency cast. We're also on Facebook at the Bromergency Podcast. You can find us on uh, Podbean at our website at bromergency.podbean.com. Hit us up, or episode will be here. Uh, hopefully, um, you enjoyed the talk today. Uh, we're, we're learning. We're learning as we go. So and I think we this is started off with no knowledge. We started off with no knowledge and no equipment. And, and then, a three hour Don Julio experience that uh, got completely scrapped. Yes. Yes. We did. Uh, we, <laughs> we did have some, uh, there's some little, little speed bumps, uh, turbulence on the right. I mean, even good flights have some turbulence every once in a while. So I think that was uh, what we learned from that experience, but, uh, we're, uh, heading in a good direction. I think this will only get better. Uh, keep coming along with us. You know, we'll try to put these out somewhat regularly and, uh, we look forward to, uh, talking to you guys next time. This is, uh, DJ Sass speaking for Nipe Horse and LVO signing out episode one of the Bro Emergency Podcast. See ya. Bye. The opinions expressed in this podcast and the discussion therein do not represent opinions of any healthcare system or any public entity. We do not guarantee the accuracy of the information provided and hope that any medical opinions will lead to further research by listeners prior to any bedside practice.